This podcast is sponsored by Canaan Valley Spa and Wellness Center in Davis, West Virginia, a new destination in Canaan Valley. Go to www.canaanvalleyspawwv.com to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Exceptional Parents Extraordinary Challenges podcast. I'm Angie, and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Dave. Good to see you again, Dave. Angie, welcome back. Are you back from New Orleans? I am back from New Orleans, yes. All right. Well, we're doing our we're doing our Sunday sunrise sermonette version of this. So we'll see if it's <laughs> yeah, a, we are. Any, any different. We do them on Sunday afternoons instead of Monday morning. Anyway, it's good yeah. to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. And even though it's 30 degrees and raining outside, I'm still glad to be home for a little while. Yeah, welcome home. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited this week. Our guest is Kim Malinerick and Kim is an extraordinary person and one of my dearest friends. And uh, we have been friends for a very long time. We've also been colleagues for a very long time. And she is a very magical person. She is a parent coach. She's a therapist. She owns a company with her husband called Alchemy Adventures that's about transformational travel. And we have done a lot of really cool things together. And I'm just really thrilled to have you join us this week, Kim, and share some of your life with us and some of your wisdom and your experiences. I think it's going to be really beneficial to our parents. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're excited. I I could talk. I could literally take up our whole hour, Dave, just talking (laughs) about how Kim and I met and all the things that we've done and all the things that have happened between us and the wonderful adventures that we have, but I will condense it down to just a few minutes if I can. Kim and I have been colleagues in the therapeutic world for a very long time. Kim has worked in wilderness therapy. She has worked as a therapist, as a clinical director. She's done all kinds of things in the therapy, therapeutic world, therapeutic community. And we used to dream a lot together about all the things that we could do. And I was, I got to be a part of the process of she and her husband, Eric, developing Alchemy Adventures. And It was really exciting to watch them know what their dream was and then bring their dream to reality. And I was also blessed to be able to be a participant in their very first women's trip to Tuscany, which was in 2014. And it was just an amazing transformational Mm -hmm. experience for me and for everybody that was on that trip. And I knew that it was something I wanted to incorporate into how I work with young adults and with their families. So After lots of dreaming and a lot of hard work, we were able to put together a parent trip to Tuscany, and we have offered that to the Q&A parents, my young adult transitional programs, but we've offered it to other parents as well. And I think just to start us off, Kim, I'll have you just talk a little bit from your perspective about transformational travel for parents of adolescents, young adults who have some extraordinary challenges. What, What brought you to that idea and how do you see it? being such a success with parents? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm glad you just said what brought me to that idea, because I was going to talk about that anyway. Yay! (laughs) really goes back to my first trip abroad, which I didn't do till my 30s. I grew up in Ohio, not too far from where Angie is. And we did family trips to Florida and Disney World and amusement parks, but never out of the country. So I didn't really do that until... I was in my 30s and met some friends to travel with. And what happened for me on my travels is I feel like the best things are hard to put into words. And I should Mm. should know how to do that because this is my work and this is my business. But 
it gave me a whole new lens to see the world. And it was this sense of beginner's mind, I guess, is the psychology term you often hear today. But that sense of just awe and wonder at seeing a new culture, new architecture, a new way of living. And it took me out of old paradigms of how I saw the world or my literal mind that can get overwhelmed with to-do lists and schedules and routines. And it was just a paradigm shift to something totally unknown. And one thing that I noticed that I think is more an interesting fact is that at the end of a day of traveling through Italy or Greece or wherever I was traipsing around with my girlfriends, it was like, I thought back to the morning and I thought, did that just happen this morning? It was like time had doubled or tripled. And I really have come to believe, and that's across the board for a lot of people that I travel with, it's this phenomenon. And I think it's because you're outside of autopilot. You're really in the moment, really mindful, really present, and you're taking it all in. And so your experience is different. And I think where that leads you is the opportunity to reevaluate a lot of things. I always appreciate if experiences me as magical. And part of what I think think of as magic is when we have the ability to see the beauty in the small things and find the synchronicities or the signs. And so I feel like travel also, when you're when you're traveling from that place of beginner's mind or outside your normal paradigm, I think it also gives you the opportunity to see the metaphors. What is that? How is that a reflection for my life? Here I am doing things totally new today as I'm walking through the countryside of Italy. How does that reflect to what I could do in my normal routine? What's the inspiration that I'm having as I'm seeing this beautiful landscape? And how can I translate that back to my life. So that's kind of where I think the magic is. It gives us a new lens and fresh eyes in a really fun way. And from my perspective, that's a big part of life is we're here to experience joy and have fun. And so why not have transformation be fun? Mm-hmm. Because that's what motivates me. Yeah, though, that's awesome. And thank you for sharing all that. And I'm, I see the wheels turning. I see Dave's wheels turning. I know he's yeah. got something to say. Dave, yeah. I'll stop. But Kim, and let first you talk. of all, I just have, when you just stopped and said you were looking for the words, I thought, oh, this woman is so damn authentic because mm-hmm. you're just not going back. You're living what you're taught. You're not going back and playing the same old tape. Mm-hmm. You are literally approaching this with a beginner's mind and a beginner's voice. And I just want to call that out and let everyone know that you're talking from it, not about it. And Thanks. so, first of all, I wanted to just, I don't know if I compliment you on you, but just note it and just resonate with what you said is I remember the first time I traveled abroad, we were changing, I don't know what, I was changing planes, I think, in Frankfurt. And I went to the bathroom and it was a different toilet. And I realized I'm not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) And suddenly I realized, wait a minute, this is a whole new, this is, I couldn't, I lost my frame of reference. Something as simple as a different toilet had me lose my frame of reference. And I think what you're speaking to is there's just such a, you don't know what's going to, what's going to settle in the spaces that are now open because you're no longer just going from one old thought to one old thought and one old thought to another old thought. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. You can do some marketing for Alchemy Adventures, Dave. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I already got it. I got it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you got enough on your plate. Yeah. No, I think all of that was beautiful. And I echo what Dave said about Kim's authenticity. That's something that I know, I know through and through with her. It's such a, it's such a gift and it's a beautiful thing to watch. So I just echo that. And I think we talk a lot, obviously, on this podcast about parenting and parenting kids and young adults with some extraordinary challenges and the extraordinary challenges that parents go through. 
And I know, Kim, that's something that you're very familiar with from all the work that you've done working with kids and with parents. And I have had the absolute pleasure of being a co-facilitator on a couple of parent trips with Kim. And I have got to see the actual transformation that occurs for parents who are at a place in their lives where they their children have gone through adolescence and they've moved into that young adult world chronologically, even if emotionally they're not there yet. And the strong message that that I tend to give parents is it's really important for you to continue to live your life. Like we talk about it on this podcast that life doesn't stop. You can't put your life on hold till your kid's okay. You that doesn't have there's no such thing. And parents can fall into that trap and that can be a really hard thing. And so one of the gifts I think of transformational travel for parents is exactly what Kim was talking about is that really being present in the moment instead of being in that place of what's going to happen with my kid, what's happening next with my kid, what happened last week with my kid, what am I going to do? What am I going to do about this? Who do I need to talk to? And that being in that place of a manager parent, and and we are always coaching our parents to move into that place of consultant parent, where they're not managing everything that's happening with their child or their young adult. So my next question for you, Kim, is to talk a little bit about that transformational piece for the parents. How do you see that? How do you see travel being a catalyst for parents to be able to shift from managing their kids' lives into more of a consultant parent role where they're managing their own lives and experiencing their lives rather than trying to put their lives on hold? Stay with us. We'll be right back. This episode of Exceptional Parents and Extraordinary Challenges is being brought to you by Mindfully Aware. Mindfully Aware is my company, and through Mindfully Aware, we offer services for folks who are looking for ways to find healing in their lives or looking for ways to just live a more intentional life and finding true purpose and meaning. So if you're interested in the services, you can visit our website, livingmindfullyaware.com. You can also reach out to me directly, mindfulangie at gmail.com. That's a great question. And I love how you said that, Angie, because I find myself, I do a lot of, a lot of parent coaching right now. That's probably the majority of my work. And what I find myself talking about so often with parents is it's not an either or thing. It's not when my kid's okay, then I can go take care of myself. It's both. It almost has to be for the family to heal and thrive. And so I find myself talking to parents about your kid may be doing well, or they may be struggling, or they may be doing a little bit of both. And it's okay to put time and energy into yourself. And in fact, when you do, I really believe that is probably one of the biggest gifts you can give your struggling kiddo, because a lot of parents I work with have gone through their own trauma. And so they have this kind of automatic response when their fear gets triggered, their fight or flight kicks in and they just want to manage and control. And I don't know that I have ever worked with a parent that didn't love their kid to the depths of their soul. I really believe that's where all that comes from. And so the intention behind it is so pure and beautiful. And when they aren't taking care of themselves, then as we all know, that's the theme of your podcast, right? Mm -hmm. 
things start to unravel more. So I feel like on the trips, on a literal level, it gives them a chance, first of all, to be taken care of. Our, the experiences that we do, especially for any kind of parents or adults, women's trips, couples, they're very curated and they're very set up to have be this kind of pampering experience. And might I say indulgent, because again, I'm all about the joy and fun in life. And so we try to add a lot of surprises and make them pretty indulgent and just let them feel cared for. Because as parents, you're the caretaker. And so that part of the experience is really important. But what I think happens is when you know, they're in that beginner's mind. They're not on autopilot. They're taking things as they come. It's an experience in faith and trust. They're not down in the weeds, micromanaging, like what time are we supposed to be at the train station? And what time is dinner? And what will this, whatever. It's like, they're just trusting the process. And that's a metaphor for parenting a struggling teenager or young adult is trusting that, gosh, I've done such great work to get them to where they are right now. And so I'm going to trust that if I take a step back, the foundation I've created is intact, even when it seems buried by their mischiefs and destructive behaviors or their own depression, their own anxiety, whatever it is, that foundation is there. And so we all know or I believe this very strongly, that in most cases, when parents can be consultants, they give their kids room to realize how capable they are. And so I think that parents having a big dose of just trusting the process and seeing how magical it is can then be translated to when they get home of, oh yeah, I don't have to be in control of everything. When I just let myself be present, things play out really well. And Kim, I want to just give my own and my own experience with that because i i went on retreats every year for god from the time my daughter literally was six weeks old until i can't remember and i always before i'd go i think i can't go this is too much to, i it's be so self-indulgent for me to go right now when the world's going to fall apart if i don't go and then within three or four days of the retreat i always think oh my god i almost missed this <laughs> and that happened every time and it's something i remembered one of my teachers said that he said that gross can't see the subtle, but the subtle can see the gross, which is seems obscure. But when you're in that state of mind of the, but you can't imagine the subtleties, you can't imagine the higher piece. Yeah. So that, I think that's where the faith is you're talking about, because you really don't have the experience of, oh, I'm trading this for that. Because of that, you're trading it for something that's outside of your normal humdrum life. But that once you step into that world, you realize, holy cow, I said the things that I, so I don't know if I'm just sounding like an infomercial for what you're doing, but I want to <laughs> add my, just that, that leap of faith, which proved itself. And then the next year I went through the same thing. It's like, you think, hey, you dummy, you think you're, remember last year? Wait a minute, I don't know. I think this year it's different. I really can't go this year. But I, it never failed that the payoff was so much greater than I could have imagined. And I would just add one more thing and pass it back over. Almost like I was being led. And I don't know what was leading me, whether it's my daughter's guardian angel or my own or just my own higher wisdom. Mm -hmm. But I think that as people are listening to that, they'll hear that voice in their head that's saying, wait a minute. And if you just don't let yourself get talked out of it by that other part of yourself, you'll probably end up in a better place. <laughs> yeah. And one of my favorite sayings, Dave, is our fear likes to parade around as truth and convinces mm -hmm. us that it's true. And I as you're talking, I'm thinking about something I use a lot, a tool with parents is a vibrational scale of emotions and fear, anxiety, control. They resonate down here because again, they come from that survival brain, that fight or flight. 
But that faith and trust, it's up here. And we don't even realize how powerful it is because our, again, our mind logically might understand it. But when we're in an experience and experiencing faith and trust and like all those kind of ahas you're talking about and, and we feel it, then I think that's the key. You can logically understand it, but when you experience it for a period of time, and again, I like to think time doubles or triples when you travel. So an eight-day trip is suddenly you're almost gone a month and you're in your mind or in your energy field. And then suddenly it's like you've got some practice to come back. And I think that glimpse is then much more applicable when you get back. And when parents start to, I don't think they always realize how depleted they are or how drained they are because they just keep going. They're my heroes and they just keep going. And when they take that time to to get revitalized and see through new eyes and feel inspired, I think it's hard to ever doubt why you wouldn't give yourself that gift. But yet you don't know you need it until you take the leap. Yeah, said. yeah that time is such a, an important aspect when we're working with with parents and for parents, when you are in that space of having a child or a young adult that you've been on this journey with, and that journey is going to continue. We've talked about that so many times. It is a journey. It's not a destination. There's not a, there's not a, we're going to do this and then it's going to be different. And Dave lives it and shares his experience with us all the time on this podcast that it is definitely a journey. And so learning how to take what Kim's talking about, what Dave talked about, and bringing that into your daily life, I think is very important. And like I said, I I had the pleasure of being on a couple of parent trips and knowing the parents, some of the parents who were with us, and then being able to continue to work with them after the trip. And you have one set of parents in particular that I've worked with for quite some time, worked with their daughter for quite some time, and watch them really have an amazing experience on the Trails of Tuscany, which is the name of the parent trip that that Kim and, and Eric host, and then continued to work with them beyond that because they just went last year. And watching them be able to give space to their daughter who's in college and who had some pretty significant challenges as she was going to college and is not a traditional age college student. She's much older because she needed that time to mature. And then she was in a horrific car accident and had some serious injuries that she had to then recover from while she was in college. And I got to watch her parents use what they learned on the parent trip and all the coaching that they've done as well. And they've worked with Kim as a parent coach. But to be able to take that experience and hold space for their daughter to allow her to return to her college campus on crutches with a walker cast on her leg having to navigate all of that. And there was a time a couple of years before that I think that would they would never have been able to allow that. Now, Kim, I, you can probably agree or disagree with this one, but I think that they would have been so fearful about how she was going to handle herself and handle all of the challenges that were going to come from being in college with those kinds of challenges for herself. And I don't think that they would have been able to give her the space to do that. And they were able to give her that space and it has gone very well. It hasn't been perfect and it's continued to have challenges. But in this particular scenario, her mom was the one who would have stepped in. She's also a medical professional. So she would have stepped in to manage this whole process for her daughter 
And she didn't. She just ensured that her daughter had done the things that needed to be done. And then she was able to step back and give it that space. And I know that them being on the trip really helped her be able to have that perspective that really changed her perspective. And I saw it. And I agree with Kim. There are things that are just really hard to put into words. And I think this is one of them. It's really hard to put into words what I saw happen there. But I really do believe that those parents understanding that their lives, their needs, their wants are just as important as the things that need to happen for their daughter was such a pivotal moment for them. And now here they are continuing on the journey, continuing to navigate this challenging path with their daughter, but all of them are doing really well. And and so I just wanted to use that as an example to point out to parents that it's it is whatever you choose to do to take care of yourself is really critical to the ongoing progress of your child. We talk about the parallel process a lot, Kim, on this podcast and how as parents begin to really step into their lives and be present in their lives and do things for themselves that don't include their challenged child or young adult, energetically, it pulls that child along with them. And so I would just ask you in your experience with the travel and also in the parent coaching aspect, what are your thoughts about that parallel process and parents taking care of themselves and then how that impacts their child? Yeah. Great minds. I was, that's exactly where my head was <laughs> using that example. I was thinking about the ripple effect for the parents you're talking about and other parents on the trip of, again, if you look at, you think of emotions on a scale, you know, the energetics that Angie, you were just referring to, and you'd come back feeling inspired and trusting the process and in a place of faith, the kids, your kids feel that most of the young adults I've worked with and teenagers, and there's been probably thousands of them by now, they are usually old souls, so tuned in, so intuitive. And so even if they don't have words for what they're experiencing, they're feeling it. So to experience parents in a fear-based place versus a place of inspiration and possibility, oh my God, talk about a paradigm shift for your kids. Mm -hmm. So without saying a word, they're going to experience you differently. But I think that especially as kids become young adults until we all know till 25, or now they're saying 27, when the brain's fully developed, kids are the center of their own universe. And parents have been put on this earth to be their parents. (laughs) When parents start to follow their own passions and dreams and inspirations it starts to create this separation where kids start to see parents as, oh, my mom's a woman, my dad's a man, they're people, they're not just here for me. And then it's incredible what the modeling can start to happen. And it, by the nature of that, it shifts their relationship from parent-child to adult. And I don't mean to say your parents are always going to be their kids' parents and you're always going to have that relationship, but it just expands it to the point where you can start to share, this is what I'm doing. This is what I love. And you get to start to have shared experiences and different kinds of conversations that aren't about unmet needs or wants or, or that mm. pattern of manipulation or the triangle that I'm sure you guys talk about all the time. But more, <laughs> the unholy <laughs> trinity. <laughs> yeah, more lends itself to a whole new chapter in their relationship. And it's really fun. And again, you can logically understand it, but when you feel it, the parents that have experienced that, it's 
one of the coolest experiences probably of parenthood. I feel so grateful to be on. Our minds are like one right now, but also because I, I can speak from experience as a parent. It's interesting. I actually have real-time experience of this. And I want to give an experience and then also turn it into a question. Is it, It's like there's a different currency when you go on a trip. Like the currency you're living in now is, can my kid go three days without needing something for me? Can I go this many days? Can I go, can I get a good night's sleep? These are, this is how, this is what, this is a currency. This is what's valuable to you. And then you head off and there's a whole new, you can't imagine the new currency that's waiting for you. And that's really what you're speaking to. And I think, Kim, you're transmitting it. You're giving a direct transmission of, wait a minute, no, you're in a different world. You're in a different paradigm. There's something completely different that, again, you can't imagine from this. And and then the other point I just want to make, I was thinking as a parent, is that is my daughter now is 21 years old and the challenge is just, it's like, the, it's just keep on coming. It's just, <laughs> they don't stop. It's the only thing that all the strategies, all the money, all the different things we've done, wilderness, residential treatment, transition, blah, 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 therapist, they come and go. The one constant has been the field that I'm creating that my daughter's living in. That is the one constant through 21 years is creating that, whatever that field is, which is my presence. And that, and I look back at the times that I've been on a lot of things, but the retreats that I've been on that have helped stay up level that presence and stabilize that presence. That has been the greatest gift that I could, that I can give. And again, I'm just, I just want to testify because (laughs) this has just been my experience and I can't, I just, and I know I don't, I wouldn't recommend anything, but knowing you, Kim, and knowing Angie and have, she's been, I didn't place the two of you together. I should have, the way she's (laughs) raved about you and about these trips and the transformational (laughs) things is that, yeah, all I can say is you can't imagine the currency that's awaiting for you and also the long-term dividends that's going to pay through all the different strategies and different challenges that you face going forward. And as you say that, Dave, I'm thinking about just all ages and all populations that we've traveled with. We do. We started out, as Angie said, our first women's trip was in 2014. And I'll tell you, that's has a very special place in my heart. And then parent trips. And from the parent trip, the parents that went on our very first inaugural trip had so much fun together. It was such a powerful experience that they all wanted to travel together again. So we started a couple's trip so that we had a new location for them. And it's just seriously evolved. But a common thread and young adult trips that we've done, a common thread that I have been blessed to witness is the healing that happens. And again, if I try to put something that's really hard to put into words, (laughs) I would say that again, when you have not just a logical understanding, but an experience of faith and trusting the process, that is invaluable to healing trauma. The source of it is whatever your age is, whatever your role is in life, whatever you're struggling with at the time, when you start to go to a place of trust and faith, it's instead of feeling like you've got to have your guard up walking through the world and your fears are in charge and your anxiety is taking over. It's, oh, wow, when I'm in the moment is often okay and actually good and brings me joy. And I don't want to simplify trauma, but in general, if we think of healing in broad terms, it's just getting out of our fears to a place of faith and trust allows us to see possibilities. It allows us to open our hearts to trusting just an interaction. When you get a text message from a kid late at night, instead of assuming, oh my God, they've got arrested, they're about to die. Maybe they get a good grade on their test and they wanted to tell me about it. It, it. like It opens that up 
to other possibilities. And it's, again, if we were to really simplify brain science, it's like that new new neuropathway starts to be formed of, oh, sometimes they call me when things are good. Or even if I'm not there, I got to rest really well and they figured it out on their own. You start to see the value in things that before you would just have a trauma response to. And that happens so naturally. If we didn't have a word of group experiences, or I never had a conversation like that on the whole trip, it would still happen. But I think part of what makes the healing and the magic exponential is that we are talking about that. We are in real time. They're having this experience of being in the moment or faith or trust or inspiration or ahas. And then we're talking about the context of how in which that came and how they can apply that moving forward. Because Yeah, it'd be awesome if we all could stay on a trip for months and months on end. But the real magic is how do you take that awareness and that inspiration and bring it home and live it every day? And so a big part of what I'm also passionate about is after trips, we do a series of Zoom calls with the group where we're talking about how do we, if you were to boil it down into what's the nugget of magic or the gold nugget in the experience and how do you ground that into day-to-day life and apply that to all the situations that you're struggling with. And that's what's really powerful to watch. And Angie, I think that's what you were probably referring to with the parents you were talking about is mm-hmm. we miss them doing that. Yes, absolutely. And I got to experience that from my own trip. The very first trip that I took, I got to really, for me, one of my biggest challenges has been prioritizing myself and my own mental wellness while I'm working with the whole world. That's historically one of my challenges. And I think that, I don't think I know, but being able to take that trip to Italy in 2014, it was such an eye-opening experience for me because I was literally unable to do a lot of the things that, that everyone depended on me to do. And when I say everyone, I'm talking about my family, my kids, my colleagues at work. I, I couldn't do the things that I normally did because I wasn't physically here to do it. And that had to happen for me to understand that I was not the fixer of everything. And it was amazing how capable everybody was in my absence, especially my kids, how incredibly capable they were. And it was such a, it was such an eye-opening experience for me on two fronts. One, that me understanding how capable my kids were really allowed me to stop thinking I had to micromanage their lives. It allowed me to go, you know what? They probably need to have their own experiences because again, I can preach it, but I don't always practice what I'm preaching. I'm much better at that now, but then I wasn't. And so it was really helpful for me to have that experience on a very literal level. I am physically removed from it. So therefore they have to figure it out. And they did. And so when I came back, it was much easier for me to give space for all of that, for all of those people in my life that I felt like I had to take care of when I realized they were completely capable of taking care of themselves. So I know it from that perspective, from a mom perspective, from an an individual perspective, and then to be able to see it with the parents and the other people who go on the trips and to watch them have that realization. You're right, Kim. It's such a magical moment, magical time when they're like, oh, I'm okay. This is okay. Everybody's okay. We don't have to react to everything that happens. And we talk about that on the podcast a lot, the difference between react and respond. And when we're in that place of react, 
then we're not in the part of the brain that's going to allow us to make a really good decision. We're coming from that fear. We're coming from that anxiety. We're coming from that need to control, which is spurred on by the fear that we have. And when we can be in that place of, okay, hold up a second, let's see what happens. And then let me have a response to this. It's a whole different way of parenting. It's a whole different way of managing your life. This is, yeah, we're doing this for parents, but I think that this is a really important concept for just people in general and in their lives to know that one of the things that you can do to get yourself out of the unholy trinity that you're in, however many of them or whichever one it is, to have some perspective and to gain perspective, a retreat, a trip, doing something for yourself, separating yourself from your mundane day-to-day stuff like Dave was talking about to gain that perspective. I think that's really important. And I, one of the things that I'd like to talk about, I want to make sure we cover some of the actual details of what this trip is, what it looks like, what it actually is on a literal level. And, and I, and it's because it's such an important part of everything. And Kim, you touched on it a little bit is that when parents are doing this, somebody else is taking care of them. Somebody's making their dinner reservations. Somebody's made their hotel reservations. Somebody's carrying their luggage from place to place. And they're, they get to take these incredible hikes across the Tuscan countryside and meet the people and experience the land in a very magical and real way. And it really does give you that sense of I, that, that time warp of this is where I'm at right now. And this is the only thing that is important to me right now in this moment. And it doesn't mean that parents aren't thinking about what's going on at home or what's going on with their kids or any of that stuff. All of that stuff is happening at the same time. But man, are they learning that it's okay for them to be taken care of. It's okay for them to have a good experience, to be happy and to feel like they can just sit back and take a breath. That's okay. And it's such an important part of parenting to really be able to be an effective parent. You have to be able to do that. So I would like for you, Kim, if it's okay with you, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about some of just the details of this parent trip, the Trails of Tuscany that, you know, specifically since we're talking about parents, if you would talk a little bit just about that trip. Sure. (laughs) Excuse me. So I always think of the trips, if we're talking literal, kind of in three parts. One part is the healing experience of it that we've been talking about so far. There are three or four times. It's a, this trip is a nine day trip. There's three or four times, maybe five throughout the nine day trip where on days that we're not hiking, we're sitting down in the mornings as a group and we're going through this very experiential creative process. There's a, we bring in some creative writing, we bring in some art we bring in visualization, we talk about topics as a group and do individual work. So it's that process, if I were to summarize something that's more energetic into words, I would say that it's what are the roles or the old fears, the old beliefs that are holding me back, that are limiting me, that I'm ready to let go of, and what's the new role I want to play with my kiddo, but in my life, what's a new chapter if I think of myself starting on a new journey? journey or giving myself permission to put energy back into me, what would that look like? So there's the workshop portion that are integrated throughout the trip. And it's always when there's always integrated when we have some free time during the day. The second part of this trip is we're walking, we're hiking, walking across the incredible landscape of Tuscany. And this might sound like a joke, but we have an incredible relationship with the weather goddesses of Italy. And so (laughs) 
we get the most <laughs> incredible weather in the springtime. It's probably my favorite time to go because everything is so green. And so four of the nine days we're walking in the mornings, we're walking right out the door of our hotel room. And as Angie said, somebody picks up our luggage and drives it to the next hotel. And two of the four days we walk out the door of one hotel all the way into the door of the next hotel in the next town over. So it's not like when you think of hiking, depending on where you live, I live in the mountains of Idaho. So that's a different kind of hiking than maybe Ohio, where I grew up, that's all flat. And this is somewhere in the middle. We're walking about two miles an hour. So it's not like we're racing to get there because the hike, the journey is the adventure. We're in the middle of this beautiful landscape and we literally walk through olive groves and orchards and vineyards and these huge, amazing churches that we're walking by and these homes and the animals run out and greet us. And so one of our clients this past summer described it as walking through a painting and that still doesn't do it justice. So walking and the days that we're walking, that's our adventure for the day. We take our time. We usually get to the next village mid-afternoon and then our travelers have the opportunity to take the rest of the day themselves so they can go out and explore the little towns. They're all little small medieval hill towns that are some of them known, some of them not so known, but plenty of time to explore in an evening and get a sense of it. Go out to dinner, take care of yourself, whatever that looks like. One of probably, they're all my favorite, but a very <laughs> special stop, the very smack dab middle of the trip is a tiny little spa town. The, the town square is actually a big hot springs that's the size of the town square. And the story goes that the Roman soldiers would come there and soak their feet. And it was like a healing destination. People would come from all over the region to that area. And now you can't unfortunately soak in the hot springs in the middle of town, but we have two nights there. And in the hotel we stay at, it's right in the square and there's a spa and soaking tubs. And so it's just a place to really nurture and take care of yourself. And then the third part of the trip is just experiencing Italy. It's the culture and the culture of Italy itself is healing. We probably all heard the phrase, la dolce vita, the sweet life. And they also have a phrase, okay, now I'm not remembering it, but it's the joy of doing nothing. And I wouldn't describe Italians. I've spent quite a bit of time in Italy as actually doing nothing. But I think the spirit of that phrase is they know how to just be present and enjoy the simple things of life. So you feel that. We meet in Florence, which is a busy city, but we take a train outside of Florence to these small towns right away. And in those small towns, you see the people living a different pace of life. They're always laughing. They're always eating together. They're always <laughs> enjoying each other's company, but they'll have three-hour dinners. Not that they're eating nonstop, but they're just talking and laughing and enjoying each other's company. So that family and that connectedness is really important. So the third part of the trip, which I think is a huge part of the magic, is being in a culture that just honors the theme of exactly what we're talking about. How do you find inspiration and take care of yourself? So there are a lot of group meals together. We do dinners together and we go into the homes of some of our local friends. This is the 10th or 11th time we've done this trip. So we've got local friends that we get excited to see and they get excited to see our groups or restaurant owners, all the hotel owners welcome us with open arms. So it's just a chance to explore these 
lots of downtime to explore the little towns, the shops, the way of life, the wineries, the restaurants. So it's a really deep dive into the culture of Italy. And I think that leaves you forever changed in my experience as well. And I once again have to <laughs> throw in another testimony. One is I went on retreat in Tuscany for like four years, four straight years. And it is magical. And we can, when we're done, I'll give you the rest of the story when we're done with the podcast. <laughs> but what she said, it's no other place. That's enough to say. And there's, I, and I have a story that leads to a question for you. Because one, one of the things that I noted, whether it was being on retreat with others or I, as Angie knows, I take these 30 day solo isolation, isolations where I'd go up by myself. And I know that before I'd go off, I'm a trial lawyer. I got, it takes me two months to get ready to go away for one month. So I got all these cases. I got people's lives. And I said, I also had the Steelers because that was always <laughs> playoff season. I was right now, I'd have to leave right before that in the stock market. And the years. I said, but, but after a while, I forgot all about that. And I would find myself with, with what I guess others would call detachment. All the things that seemed so important to me, that seemed like they were life or death at the time, were no longer important to me. And I think as a parent, that could be scary to think, oh my God, I'm actually not. And what I found, spoiler alert, is I wasn't a parent at the time, but I had nieces and nephews that I adored and that I was so much more detached, but so much more loving. I found so much more space for love in just not being consumed by whatever it was that I was consumed before. And I'd like maybe you could speak a little bit because I'm sure that's what you get on these trips is a measure of detachment of how the detachment actually leads to greater love rather than less concern or what other parents might be afraid. If I go away, I'm not going to love my kids as much if I forget about them. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for bringing that point up, Dave. And I've never thought of it in exactly that lens. So thank you. And the first, you know, my thought about that is, again, I think we probably have all had the same experience. The parents that we know, and you too, as parents, what you're describing, your kids are at the forefront of the things you love the most and why you do what you do. And loving from an attached place, let's face it, is judgmental. When you love, when you are attached to what your kids should or shouldn't be doing, and we all know there, that's appropriate sometimes. Sometimes your kids are not making healthy decisions and they're being self-destructive. And so it's not that it's wrong to have a different vision for them, but when you're really attached and in that place that Angie, you were talking about micromanaging or managing, it's like love, but love with judgment and the subconscious message or conscious message always is you could be doing something better. Coming from a place of detachment is probably one of the biggest gifts there is to give in the world. That's unconditional love. And if I think of experiences or if we all think of experiences, when we, we felt, let's say in shame or we're judging ourselves, we're beating up on ourselves, which a lot of the kids that are struggling are, that's in my experience anyway, one of the number one things happening is they're in shame and guilt. And that's why they keep sabotaging. They've lost hope. When you feel loved despite your choices or despite what a rotten person you might believe you are in that moment. It is to me, there's exponential healing in that experience in that exact moment. And so when we ourselves get out of fear and we're taking care of ourselves and we can love from that detached place, that's healing right then and there for your relationship with your kiddo in my experience. Anyway, that's so beautifully said, Kim, it's just mm-hmm. so beautifully said. 
Yeah, it did definitely was. And it's the concept that we talk about so much that parental love is unconditional, parental support is not. And the way that you talked about that unconditional love is just that was beautiful. And it's so true. And that healthy detachment piece, we've talked about that some too. And I've never considered it from the place of judgment, but that's true. When we are attached to somebody's outcome, and then that outcome is different than what we think it should be, of course, there's judgment there. And I've watched Dave go through some of this with his daughter and into that place of just allowing, just holding space for her and knowing that she's perfect just the way she is. She doesn't have to be different or there is no should for her. She is who she is and she's perfect just the way she is. And so it's just a matter of holding space for her and loving her unconditionally and supporting her conditionally based on art. Is she making good decisions? Are the decisions in her best interest or not? So I think I've watched Dave go through this. I've known Dave for a long time now and watching him go through this process and then being able to share with parents who are listening to us right now that when you do something like the trip that Kim's talking about, which if anyone's interested, we'll put all of Kim's contact information, the information about the trips and everything in the show notes so that you can get in touch with Kim as needed. Whether it's a trip with Kim or a trip on your own or a retreat like Dave's talking about, or taking that time for yourself, it can really take you into that place of detached, unconditional love. And I just, I think that I know we talk about how there's no such thing as a bad parent. Every parent is a great parent. They're doing the best they can with what they have and what they know in the moment. And that's something I believe with all my heart. And then being able to give them some tools to be able to love from that place of detachment, really important. So I hope that everybody's listening really takes that point in and rewind it and listen to what Kim said again, because I think that was really a brilliant way to put into words what's very hard, a very hard process, a very hard part of the parental journey. So I uh, I really do encourage you to listen to that more than once. I think it's important. And I I have co-facilitated the parent trip. And so I, yeah. I get to see a lot of this magical process happen. And I also know, and I see you, Dave, I know you got something, but I just want to, I want to throw this out before I, before it leaves my mind because it will, and we can come back to it in a minute. But one of the, one of the things that happens for parents, and I know it happened for me, and I'm sure Dave's already talked about how it happened for him is I can't because I, I can't go because it's either financial or it's time. You know, those are usually the two holdups to this. And so I want us to talk a little bit, maybe from all three perspectives about those two barriers to parents taking care of themselves and what's some advice we can give parents around those barriers and how can we help them overcome those barriers. Now, before we jump into that. And look, like I said, I've been a trial lawyer. I'm a business person. I know about time money. I, I mentor people and I have my own stuff. I'm not living in the clouds. And it gets back to something, Kim, you said about faith and trust. And there's a little leap of faith that's, that may be required. Not If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Don't be an idiot right? There's a stretch there, right? And there's probably going to be a stretch. And that stretch is just enough for you. To, it's a proof of concept for you that I, you know what? I want, to, I want to stretch a little bit. I want to see if the universe is going to repay me in this kind of a way. So first, I just want to say that my experience has been that when I do stretch past that, and a good thing I got my wife here that when I get too lost in magical thinking, she can slap me around a little bit and say, hey, take a look at the numbers. Okay. <laughs> Trust but verify. I got that going for me too. But in the larger level that we're talking, and she doesn't slap me around. <laughs> just, I, I realize when I talk this way, people don't know me might think she slaps me around. But anyway, 
And uh, thanks, Julia. I cleared that up. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the point is that you do take that stretch. And in terms of time and money, if you want to look at return on investment, ROI, which we talk about in business all along, I just got to tell you people, and no one's paying me to say, I got no, I don't have a dog in this fight. Okay. <laughs> but Kim, you're a cheat code. <laughs> you're a cheat code. What I mean by that is occasionally you get an opportunity to take a leap that you don't have to go left foot in front of your right foot in front of your left foot in front of your right foot. You get a chance to take a leap. And that's what I'd say about the time money. You can invest that any way you want. I'm telling you, the ROI is not the same as when you get a chance for a cheat code. And so I guess I was able to say what I was going to say and still answer your question. That's a win. (laughs) (laughs) That was a win. That's a great way to say it. But yeah, so I that's coming from a parent for everybody who's listening. That's coming from Dave, the parent right there. But it is, and I was going to say the exact same thing. It is an investment. You are making an investment. You're making an investment in yourself, but you're also making an investment in your family. You're making an investment in your child, you're making an investment in your relationship to take that leap of faith, whatever the holdup is, whether it is time off or a financial commitment or fear of travel or any of the other barriers that that cause people to not make this choice. It really is you're investing in the future. And when you I think it's also really important to remember that when you make that investment, that that is, again, energetically pulling your child along with you. It's you're showing that child that these things are important. And for every young adult that I'm working with, this is a big theme for them. You've got to take care of yourself. This is about learning to take care of yourself and learning to have balance in your life and learning to take time for mindfulness and being present in your life and not be living in the past, living in the future. And I've been in the therapeutic world long enough to know that is a theme across the board for therapeutic programs. That is from adolescent all the way through young adulthood. That's a theme of what we are trying to give our young people as an experience. And so when we have the opportunity as parents to have this experience, again, there's that parallel process. And I think it's it's such a, an important investment in what can happen for the entire family. So I did want to say that. And, and I want to bring up one more point. I know we're at our time limit, but I want to bring up one more point and then have Kim have you talk about this a little bit. But, you know, this when we talk about a parent trip, And Dave, you did your isolation. You've talked about your isolation retreats and things you've done just for yourself, but you've also talked about doing things with groups, right? But you did this on your own. This is not something you did with Abby's mom. This is something that you did on your own for yourself. And so I think it's important for parents to understand that it doesn't oftentimes, and Kim and I have experienced this, we have a set of parents and both of them can't go, but one parent can. And if one parent can, then one parent should. This is not something where it has to be both parents who go. I would also throw it out that if we have parents and step-parents and parents and step-parents can travel together, I think it's a magical thing. I think it's a wonderful opportunity for families to really take that leap of faith and make that investment in their entire family and in their child with challenges together. So I'll just, having said that, Kim, I'd like to give you the last word for your thoughts or anything else that we haven't asked or brought up that maybe we should be talking about. Yeah. So one thought as you're saying that, Angie, that I think is such probably one of the most significant parts of the trip that we haven't mentioned yet is that 
I think so much part of the healing and the magic of the experience is, and the feedback we've gotten anyway, is parents sharing that time and space and experience with other parents that can relate to what their challenges have been. And I always tell parents, this is not, I do parent workshops with Angie and parent workshops in general. And and we're talking about how do you get off the triangle and how do you step into consultant parenting? And we are not talking about how to parent your kid on the trip. We are talking about how to let go of what's no longer serving you in your own life. And what do you want to step into in your next chapter? But just being on the trip with other people that can understand and relate seems to be so healing because so many parents I work with talk about, you know, how lonely it is and how isolating it can be and how you get to a point where you don't even want to talk about your kid or you just start to separate from old friends that have a different experience with their kids because, So I think that is a really key part. And a lot of parents that have gone on our trips stay very connected with the other parents of the trip because it becomes a community. And one of the things on a really literal level of a return on your investment is we offer free Zooms. And that's something that once you travel with us, you're part of the community and there's the opportunity to stay connected and continue to get that support. So again, it's not just about oh, we had this magical experience in Italy and two months later, you're, or two weeks later, you're bogged down in your to-do list, but it's how do we support each other in carrying this forward? So that's a piece that I think of, but more directly with what you were talking about, Angie, I think, God, if of my several missions on this planet in this lifetime, one of them is to help people trust that healing can be fun. doesn't have to be a big, heavy, cathartic, all the past trauma and going through it play by play. Mm. Healing can be fun and we're supposed to experience joy. And so the setting of doing this work in Italy, that alone is so powerful. And so when you talk about yeah, that's the part of the trip that also costs a lot, right? It's over and all the things that we're doing, but that sets the stage for it. And so it's an opportunity to do your work in a really fun way. And I think a lot of parents, a lot of parents that I've worked with, a lot of people I know have guilt. My kid's still struggling. How can I be doing this big trip? It's one thing to travel to West Virginia and do a parent workshop and that's justified, but to give myself this gift when my kid's still struggling... It is a lot because culturally, for lots of reasons, that's something we most of us have grown up in is we should feel guilty for taking care of ourselves. And what if parents took that leap to give themselves permission to do a fun way of healing? And what if they modeled that for their kids? So their kids started to practice getting out of shaming themselves and guilt and trusting the process and realizing that they can go out and create a life they love, the creator role of the triangle, that they're modeling that, you know, Mm -hmm. on the trip. So I think that's probably one of the parts of the experience I love the most is that it's a really fun, joyful way to do your healing work. Okay, so I was going to tell this story. Now I have to tell it. And Jim, okay. I used to get more. I always got to get the last word. And then Angie gets the last word. And then we just, then he said to hell with both of you. <laughs> but anyway, because I, the idea of the selfish nature of it, that this is something selfish and I'm, I'm taking something away. And I would go, I would do these 30 day isolations. So I just to be clear, I did isolations and I've done retreats, formalized retreats. I've done both, but on these isolations, 
I had a little cabin in West Virginia and it was, it was quite Spartan. And I would, I'd fast for the first five days. It was really tough. I'd always have a last meal, like a condemned man. I'd go up to <laughs> my favorite restaurant and eat before I starved myself. And I was up there and there was a couple that I used to see at this restaurant. It was owned by a friend of mine. And I told them what I was doing and I was going away for 30 days. And they go, boy, that's, that sounds really selfish. And I said, no, it's self-centric. It's not selfish. And I wasn't just like I was having a play on words. I knew without doubt that this was the best gift I could give to every everyone who I loved and everyone who wanted to love me more. And I would say that to your parents as well. Are you going to Vegas with the boys? That's a, Come back. Well, that's, that's a different conversation or whatever. But this is it's talking about the capital. It's the best thing you can do for the capital of self, which dra- drafts everyone into your world as well. So I would just I want to give you all permission, you know, papal dispensation <laughs> in advance. I want to give you all permission to go on this damn trip and know that it's not selfish. And that is my last word. I don't think I can top either of those last words. So I'm not going to try. <laughs> what I am going to say is thank you so much, Kim, for giving us your time today. We really appreciate it. And again, we will put her contact information, website, all of that in our show notes so folks can reach out to you. And if they have any more questions or just want to connect with you, then they'll be able to do that. So Dave, good to see you. Yeah, I'll this see is you fine. next time. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to bring, I don't know how I'm going to top her. I got to somehow find a way. You're a tough act to follow, Kim. <laughs> you guys, this is so fun. I told Angie before I hopped on, I'm like, I'm nervous, which I know. Oh is my weird. God. This is really fun, guys. Thank yeah. You yeah. Thanks for coming. We may have you back. You never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I've, I've broken the barrier, so now I'm. Yeah, going. it's the next one. This is the gateway drug. You don't know what we got yeah. coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we will right. talk with everyone the next time. Canaan Valley Spa is a world class destination in Davis, West Virginia, providing an experience of wellness and comfort to visitors. Go to www.canaanvalleyspawwv.com to learn more.